This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's The Bull in Cleveland with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We are back, and there's a lot to get to. We are just a couple of weeks. I'm going to keep telling you. That we're almost there. We are almost there. We got to pull through the preseason and get into the regular season. This is the Bull in Cleveland. I'm Adam the Bull, and this podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Today, we talk about the Browns playing their second preseason game. Remember, unlike everybody else, they played in the Hall of Fame game, and so they've now played two preseason games. We got our first look at Deshaun Watson and some of the other guys. We'll talk about that. Plus, the Guardians playing out the string and some thoughts on them in what's been a miserable season, the worst season of Terry Francona's Cleveland Guardians career. That's all coming up on today's edition of The Bull in Cleveland with me, Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're listening to The Bull in Cleveland on the Bet Rivers Network. When preseason games take place, there's something that happens to fans and it's interesting. It happens not, you know, I'm going to talk about Cleveland specifically here, but it really happens to most fan bases, but especially fan bases of teams that have consistently lost. And what happens with all the losing is it makes you lose your mind. And so often we watch preseason games and we see guys that we know rationally are either not good or unproven, and then we we see what they do against other players who are either not good and unproven, and we convince ourselves that these players are good, and even though the competition is against other players who are going to be bagging groceries in a few weeks, it doesn't matter. I see the talent. I'm a football savant, and it's meaningful because I say so. And that is hap- that happens again with every fan base, more s- especially with losing fan bases, fans bases of losing teams. And that's happened in- with the Browns already. So for those who don't know, the Browns made a late draft pick this year and drafted a kid by the name of Dorian Thompson Robinson. Uh, a kid went to play at UCLA, had a lot of hype going in. Uh, and ended up, you know, being a fine player, but but nothing special. He's an excellent athlete, and so far in two preseason games, Dorian Thompson Robinson, who was the 140th pick in the draft uh, this past year, has looked good. Um, and I think he, he's been efficient. The second preseason game against Washington on Friday, he was nine of ten, threw for 102 yards. And, and threw a touchdown. Um, he didn't run as much this time, only three carries. He ran the ball more in the first preseason game. Uh, the, round, the Browns actually did not run the ball particularly well in this game. 
they had 117 yards total on the ground, but that was on 30 carries, so less than four yards per carry, and that includes the the one trick play to Elijah Moore. If you take that one out, it's 29 for 99, which is under three yards or about three yards per carry, a little over three. My math struggles at times. And so Dorian Thompson Robinson, who obviously has not played a snap in a game that matters and who has who has not played really any snaps against any players or or very few players that will even be in the NFL. Um, there were people, Browns fans, allegedly on Twitter on over the weekend saying, well, Deshaun Watson better watch out. Dorian Thompson Robinson is looking good. He's coming for his job. And when I see things like that, I wonder, um, are these people serious? Do they really believe that? Or are they just getting caught up in the moment? Dorian Thompson Robinson's thrown 21 preseason game passes. Now he's completed 19 of them. That's impressive. Very impressive. But A, it's the preseason. That alone should be the end of the conversation. Over the years, we've seen dozens, dozens, hundreds of quarterbacks who have never done anything in the NFL look good in the preseason. And that's not to say that Dorian Thompson Robinson couldn't someday potentially be a decent quarterback. I don't know. He's a fifth-round pick. Uh, he's not going to get a chance right away. Somewhere along the line, he may get a chance, and maybe he ends up being a decent or even better quarterback. It, it does happen that occasionally guys drafted late. I'm not saying this to completely write off Dorian Thompson-Robinson, but the idea that he could possibly take over Deshaun Watson's starting job a guy who, yes, was terrible last year, but has a track record of great play based on 20 preseason passes against guys who are not going to be in the NFL is insane. Now, what <laughs> what the fans who will defend that insanity will say is, well, well, you just see him do this. You see him like, you're not an expert. I'm not an expert. You're, you may be a knowledgeable football fan. I may be a knowledgeable football fan. I'm not an expert. Even the experts get it wrong all the time. All the time. I don't mean to, uh, to I'm not knocking Dorian Thompson Robinson. What he's been asked to do through two games, he has done exceptionally well. He has played exceptionally well. So credit to him. He's thrown, like I said, he's thrown 21 passes. He's completed, uh, I said 19 of them. He's completed 18 of them. He's run the ball nine times for 47 yards. Great. Maybe he'll be something in the future. But if Dorian Thompson Robinson plays for the Browns this year as the starting quarterback, that means things have gone dreadfully wrong. So I'm glad people are excited about it. 
I hope that at some point in the future, if if the Browns need him, that he becomes a quarterback. Right now, we have no idea. We have no idea. Um, I know um, one of the things that guys wanted to talk about, our producer on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show today, is could he end up taking over the backup role um, for the Browns? Josh Dobbs supposed to be the backup. He didn't play a particularly good game uh, against Washington. Eight of 16, 77 yards and a pick. He's a veteran. He's been around a long time. He's going to be the backup. I think that's pretty safe to say. As for Deshaun Watson, um, interesting drive. He was out there for one drive. First of all, the game was delayed an hour and change on Friday because of thunderstorms. You know, and the and then it was rain, and they weren't going to. They were going to wait for the weather to clear. It's not the regular season. First of all, it's thunder and lightning initially, and that's why they they delayed it. You know, if you play a preseason game and it's raining, you'll stick with it. But you're not going to play in th- even the regular season. You don't play with with thunder and lightning, of course. Um, but uh, once the the weather cleared and they got out there, Deshaun Watson did play. I was surprised how much he was running the ball. Uh, he was a perfect three for three in the air, only twelve yards, I and mean, it was fine. Nothing spectacular out there early. He, like I said, he ran the ball three times for twenty yards. I, I you know, I'm <clears throat> when he when he played his couple of drives last year in the preseason, it didn't look particularly sharp. Uh, while he didn't throw anything, I'm trying. I'm trying to see. Am I? Am I? I just went through this whole diatribe about not taking too much out of the preseason. The one thing I wanted to see for for Deshaun Watson is that, like, does he have his swag back? And I don't know that I could tell that for sure. I, it felt like he he had a, a more of an air of confidence, but maybe I'm just trying to convince myself of that. I, I don't know if that's actually true. But I felt like he, there was some sort of like, okay, there was a confidence level that I sensed from his play that I didn't get the sense of at any point last year. Am I making that up? Could be. Is it hopeful thinking? Could be. Is this a massive year for he and the entire organization? Of course it is. Of course it is. And by the way, uh, can we stop the partying for Jacoby Brissett? My God, on and on and on about Jacoby. I don't, I don't care. No offense to Jacoby Brissett. By all accounts, a very nice guy. And he did a very solid job for the Browns as quarterback last year. But the way we're talking about Jacoby, he had a losing record in, in one season, at 10 games or 11 games as the Browns starting quarterback. This is what it's come to? That we're, we're reminiscing fondly about Jacoby Brissett? That's a pretty bad loser mentality right there. Um, some of the starters on offense played in terms of the offensive line. We did not see Amari Cooper, obviously. I thought Cedric Tillman would have a big game. He had four targets, not didn't do much. Austin Watkins Jr. had the big game. Six catches, uh, eight targets, 71 yards. Miller Forrestal. I'm not going to lie to you, folks. Uh, Mirror, Miller Forrestal and, and Zaire Mitchell Payton or Padden were the next two leading receivers for the Browns. I, I never heard of these guys. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be a phony about it. They're not gonna make the team, most likely. I guess anything I guess anything's possible. 
Anthony Schwartz actually had three targets in this game. He didn't have a catch, not surprisingly, but he had three targets. Uh, on the ground, Demetric Felton, 8-31, not much doing there. Elijah Moore had the nice trick play where he had 18 yards on a run. Watson looked good and athletic running the ball, had, an, had a nice first down run. Uh, not much else. John Kelly Jr. and Hassan Hall combined for 10 yards on nine carries. Not pretty there. Washington did play some of their starters. Um, but, you know, and, and the Browns played a little bit of their starters on defense initially. But then most of the guys came out almost immediately. It was, it was very little action from the starters in this one. A few guys here and there. He's still battling for some jobs and certainly in terms of depth, in terms of rotation. Who's going to be in the mix uh, in some of these spots um, is still very much up for grabs. But uh, overall, you know, they got what they wanted to see out of Watson. Apparently, he's not going to play against Philly, and then he will play against Kansas City in the final preseason game. I think it's really, you know, some people are so scared that a guy's going to get hurt in the preseason. I just don't feel like you can live in your fears that way. I think that's a mistake. Um, I, I I feel like if Watson feels the need, if the, if if Stefanski and Watson think he needs more reps, then give him more reps. You're coming out week one facing a very good team, a season proven winner in Cincinnati, and they're going to be a little behind the eight ball with Joe Burrow missing most, if not all, of the preseason. So give a chance to kind of get an edge on them by being a little more ready to go. And we'll see if they take advantage. We'll see what they do. I don't know that a couple of drives against Kansas City makes all the difference. You know, we we never know for sure. But uh, I think it comes down to how um, how good Deshaun Watson and Kevin Stefanski and Alex Van Pelt feel about where the offense is, where Deshaun Watson is. Because he admitted it. I mean, there's still a lot of rust that he had to shake off after last season. All right, I want to switch gears, talk a little baseball. Um, obviously, the Guardian season is over. Uh, they did win yesterday, nine to two, uh, the night before Emmanuel Classe blows the save on what was another brilliant performance by Gavin Williams. And the season is, you know, the, the guardians are five games under 500, even with being in this terrible division that we've talked about all year. Uh, they're four and a half out. I mean, obviously they're still four and a half doesn't feel like out of it. Uh, but they're not they're not gonna make the playoffs. So I think we all understand that. They 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 understand that. Um but the one thing I would say um about the Guardians that you feel good about is this young pitching. Because Gavin Williams and Tanner Bybee are just getting better. Uh it seems like every start they're more and more impressive. You look at Tanner Bybee now, and, and both of them against this Rays lineup that's obviously very good. Look at Tanner Bybee's last three starts, 
What's funny is he had his worst start against a bad White Sox team, and even that wasn't bad. He hasn't given up more than three earned runs all season. But you look at Tanner Bybee, this kid, 24 years old, okay, against Tampa, seven innings, no ba- seven innings, seven base runners, two runs, five Ks. Against Toronto, seven innings, six base runners, no runs, six Ks. Against a good Houston team, he, he, he only had two runs, but he struggled. He allowed 11 base runners. But against the Phillies, another good offensive club, eight Ks, no runs, three base runners, and seven. Texas, another great offensive club, six innings, six base runners, two runs, six Ks. I mean, four of his, five of his last six starts against Texas, Philly, Houston, Toronto, Tampa, five of the best offensive teams in the league. And in those five starts, He's pitched 32 innings. He's allowed, uh, let's see, 27, 31, uh, 32, 33 base runners. Has 27 strikeouts and has given up only six runs in those five starts. He's been really good. I said he's only given up three. uh, He hasn't given up more than three runs. I should have said since June 13th, but he's only given up more than three runs twice this year. His his third start of the year uh, against the Tigers, he got smacked around, gave four runs and and knocked out early, and then he had a really bad start against the Padres in on June 13th. Besides that, the guy's been lights out uh, overall for the season. He uh, has an ERA of 290. I mean. For a rookie, 290 ERA. Now, the analytics will tell you it should be a little higher, but not that much. 121 whip, again, very good for a rookie. Almost nine strikeouts per inning, per innings, per nine innings. Meanwhile, Gavin Williams, 12 strikeouts each of the last two games. Now, again, he hasn't gotten a win in either of those, but wins don't really matter. Gavin Williams... Now in 54 innings, 10 starts, has a 280 ERA, a 117 whip, and is averaging 9.7 strikeouts per nine innings. The the analytics also say his numbers should be a little worse, but the point is these guys are 24-year-old rookies. If Tristan McKenzie is healthy next year, you're talking about some firepower at the top of that lineup, or top of the rotation now, as we know. The lineup isn't any good, and there's a million holes that they need to fill going into next season. Even Logan Allen, uh, you know, I'm I'm not putting him in that class because he's not quite as good as those other guys. But you know, he's pitched over 90 innings now, has a 3.55 ERA. The WHIP is high, 137. You know, yeah, that's that's not good. But again, these guys are rookies. If the worst of your three starting pitcher rookies has a 355 ERA, a 137 whip, and an 8.7 strikeout per nine, I mean, that's pretty good for him to be the worst of the three. As a rookie, it's impressive. So there's a lot. I mean, this this rotation could be really special next year. Really special. All three of those guys, by the way, are 24 years old. Williams, Bybee, Allen. And Tristan McKenzie... How old is he? He might only be 28. I mean, he's a young guy, too. He's only 26. Just turned 26 last week or two weeks ago. Good young pitching. Got to love it. Um, 
But uh, as for the lineup, uh, I'm just going to leave that beef in out because the lineup is absolute trash with only a few exceptions. A lot of work to be done for the Guardians this offseason. All right, thanks to Monzo, as always, for producing. Thanks to all of you for listening. Um, uh, coming up this week, we've got an, uh, an NFC South preview. Will any team finish over 500 in that division? And we've got an NFC uh, West preview coming up to wrap up my divisional previews of all the teams. Uh, remember to check out the national podcast, The Bullpen with Adam the Bull, on YouTube now, in addition to um, you know the typical venues of Apple Pods and Spotify. We'll talk to you next time. Where else? But right here, it's The Bull in Cleveland with me, Adam the Bull. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. See you later. Thanks for listening to The Bull in Cleveland on the Bet Rivers Network.